welcome to a very special episode of the Bigfooty Richmond Tiger Cast. I'm your host, Michaels, and tonight we're going with a bit of a trade special, and we, we can only do a trade special with one man, and that is Tiger71. So welcome to you, mate. Yeah, g'day, um, Michaels. Yeah, thanks for having me, mate. No dramas at all, and we'll start off the same way we started with all of our guests. We'll just find out a bit about yourself. So how did you become a Richmond supporter? Well, um, my parents um, came to Australia when I was about two years of age, um, and being um, Spanish and um, uh, in our culture, it's um, your sporting clubs, you like a part of the family. So when my dad um, got off the boat and he got housed up in um, Simmons Street in the Commission Flats over there in South Yarra, and we were part of the Richmond Zone, so he straight away made us members and. Um, since that day, I was a Tiger member, and it was only till about grade four. That's when I decided, yep, I'm 100% Richmond, and went on from that. Oh, very nice. It's funny how the zones work. I mean, that doesn't really exist too much anymore, but a lot of the supporter base is funneled through because of that, how it was back in the yeah. day. Yep. All right, before we get into the, the juicy topics of the, the trade stuff, we'll do a bit of a roast and toast. So I've given you the roast to do for tonight. So what have you got for us? Oh, look, there was a wide selection like our crap Tiggs 2010 posts and a few other things, but um, I wanted to focus on the umpiring. Um, we, we had a debate um, on our forum uh, mentioning, you know, we always blame umpires, we shouldn't be blaming umpires, but I think it goes to show if you've watched all games this year, um, to be negative 70, I think it's negative 79 on the free kick count is absolutely bloody disgusting. I I seriously think this year, and it's not just our club, I reckon other clubs have been a victim of it. We saw it against um, in the Sydney and Adelaide game. Um, I reckon they coach and the jumper is on the back of their minds when they make decisions. Um, and what's getting me, it's not the decisions that they make, it's the decisions that they don't make um, that really uh, weigh the contest in favour. And the Cats game just teed it off for me but um yeah no umpiring absolutely sucks this year yeah it hasn't been great and yeah when you keep seeing that differential that you mentioned it, it just makes you wonder is there a little bit more to it because the weird thing is is we're playing pretty not aggressive but we're first of the ball more often than not and it's also the the free kicks that we aren't getting as well like the amount of times where we've tackled blokes perfectly they've dropped the ball and it's called play on it's yeah, it can be pretty deflating and i think the, the guys do really well to actually push through that and not let it get to them as much as it gets to the fans. Yeah, I, I agree. What kills me, though, this year we've seemed to be the club that's um, been the flag bearer of rule changes. Like we had the shocking, the, I don't want to swear on a podcast, but it was an absolute shocking um, decision against um, Short, against Essendon. That was absolutely shocking. They changed that. Um, and then we had the deliberate after they balls that up, yep, change it for the following week. It's just ridiculously bad this year. Yeah, and then you see the, you know, like the incident against Geelong when Mackie handballs it to a, oh, a bloke over oh, the line. Oh, oh. And it's like, come on, yeah. there's no one oh. within 10 metres of him and you're letting yeah. that one go. Just, you know, if you're going to cheat, just try to make it a bit more sophisticated. That was just blatant stupidity by the umpire group. I just – and what – and the reason why I feel that this year I do believe um, the umpire's um, talk about um, prior quarters and if they're getting it wrong um, is because if you notice in a lot of the games, if uh, one side's way down um, in the differential for the free kick count, they always start paying junk free kicks towards the end to even it up. That's my belief. So they wouldn't do that if they was inf- officiating per the rule. That's um, right. That and, and that Geelong Games example again, because it was, what, 22-6 yeah. to six at half time or whatever oh, it was, and in the 24. end it was... Oh, 24, and then in the end at, at the... 
conclusion of the game that was 28 to whatever we ended up on. So they only yeah, got 40. four extra free kicks in another two quarters of football. And Ridiculous. like I said, like it wasn't obviously officiated to the letter of the ruling. It was just done to even it out, which is yeah. not what the sport's about. But I wonder if... Yeah, there's always the argument about the umpires becoming a, a full-time profession. I wonder if that would maybe change things a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, and no. I think because there's an umpiring department, and I seriously look. I'm going to show my age here. Being 45, I've gone through the locket. Should have been a tiger. I've gone through Maxwell uh, Maxfield leaving. Um, how that happened, Lambert. I still think you know. Part of me, the pessimistic side of me, the AFL's corrupt. Um, and the umpiring department's directly linked to the AFL. Um, to get a fully impartial umpiring department, it has to be away from the AFL completely. Um, you know, I got this um, uh, out-of-the-box thinking, you know, get some people from overseas, you know, get a group of them, you know, like 12, teach them the game. For, I don't care if it takes them three, four years, and just use that little department like an outsourced call centre. They're the ones that umpire the game. Only then. I believe, would you get a truly partial, someone that's not bonded to any other side will put, will um, manage the game and umpire the game correctly? That's yeah. my belief. Yeah, I, it could be the only way to do it. And yeah, like, if I'm look, if I was an umpire, I'll be honest. If I'm an umpire, I'm umpiring a Richmond game because well, I was a kid following them up. If you've got a bit of passion, even if you try to be professional, you, on the back of your head, you're getting tired. You just run, you know, 10 kilometres up and down the ground. You see a swan jumper hit a Richmond jumper. My bias will come out. Oh, yep, no, nah, the Richmond guy, no, no, that was in the back. That's what happens. Yeah, I think it's more that the umpires aren't held to account. Um, I, I think I wrote yeah. this in the thread as well that – um, it'd be nice. I know it'll never ever happen, but it would be nice if they had to actually do a press conference themselves after the game, like the coaches do, and answer any questions from the media about certain decisions. Because I think people would appreciate an explanation, whether they agree with it or not. I think it's irrelevant. Just the fact that they can hear an umpire give his reasoning behind it, um, I think would actually diffuse a lot of the situations. But they just seem to be too much of a protected species. Or even when they, um, or if not a conference, you know, just we know when players get dropped for board bad form, have have the umpires get dropped. Let it be the umpires, the umpiring departments, you know, puts out a press release. Um, Dill Boy has been dropped for cheating or, you know, just for bad, you know, bad decisions. Um, that'd be good. You know what I mean? That'd be good to know. to help with the transparency, I would think. It would be good. Um, I've written up a bit of a toast, and I know we're going to talk about this guy a little bit later on, but I want to toast Dusty for his form this year uh, and for winning all the media awards virtually under the sun in we're still around to play. I think he's had a fantastic year and take away all the contract saga. He set himself a goal to play the best year of footy of his life at the start of the year, and he's lived up to it. Um, and I think he's just had a ripping season. Oh, he's been fantastic, bloody fantastic. He's um, look, he's got his he's got his um weaknesses in his game, like his disposal um, and he can turn over the ball. Um, but what he the positives of the guys, uh, mate, I love him. I absolutely love him. I've had the pleasure to follow his career since he when it was in New South Wales, um, and um, he's um just a great kid absolutely great kid and he works hard his work ethic can be, can't be questioned he's just a brilliant brilliant player yeah and it's funny because it's very well reported that he doesn't really spend a lot of time in the gym doing weights but yet he still maintains that strength and he's just so powerful all through the body and he's just one of those players that's almost impossible to stop 
Yeah, it's it's a bit of a fallacy though. Like he doesn't um, lift weights, but he does a lot of work um, uh, around you know um, his agility and his core work. Um, he does a fair bit of that, you know, boxing and um, and all, all all the. Look, I'm I'm uh, I'm not a fitness guru, but you know the the fitness the overall fitness type things. You know the um, uh, you know um, they not might not be weights, but they're you know um. I've just gone blank. It's probably because I'm on the podcast. But, you know, they do the circuit work and the core work, boxing, hand skills, all that sort of stuff. He does a lot of that. Yeah, he's a very fit and big unit. So we'll uh, push on to – I just want to get your thoughts on the final series coming up. We're obviously going to be playing a part in it, and we, we do have to get through St Kilda first. But at the start of the year, did you think we were a chance to make finals based on how we performed in 2016? Yeah, I did. I think I posted in that thread when we um, had our opinions if we're going to make it or not. Um, I I thought we had a good enough list to make the eight, at least anything from six to eight. Um, anything above that, if we played above our level, um, you know, I reckon we could have got as close to the top four. But um, they've exceeded my expectations. Um, after 2016 and and what a tragedy it was. Um, I just thought, you know, we're going to lose players in droves. Um, I think we had rants. Uh, Ranch was on contracted last year, wasn't he? Was it all the? Or did he, I think it was the year before. The year before, yeah. yeah. Um, I just thought, you know, you know, Brandon Ellis. Um, so many players have just um, went back the rate of knots in their development, and I just thought, well, done, and it'll take a couple of years to get out of it. Um, but you know, to their credit, um, Carousella, Balm, I reckon Hardwick doesn't get the credit he deserves on our board. Um, he's had our list. What this is his ninth season. Um, We've been in finals, uh, though we haven't won a final. He's got us in finals five times, four times out of in five years. I think we're the only third club to do that. Um, funny enough, which surprised me when I heard that. I don't know if that's factually correct or not. Um, I heard that on the radio. But um, he hasn't got a finals win, but he's worked with some shit on the list and he's managed to get us to be competitive. Um we just need to win a final, mate. Yeah. We just need to win a final. Get that monkey off the back. Agree. And I think he's now got the perfect support cast around him, like you said, with Carousel and Balm and Lepic coming back. Um, I think that is kind of the ideal team to have. And no disrespect to the other assistant coaches we had, but there just seemed to be some kind of a mental blockage or hurdle that we couldn't go the extra mile. And I think this year has produced some of the best footy we've played for a very long time. So fingers crossed this year's the year that we can win a final. Yes, no. Um, I, look, we've got the game plan. What's great? Um, uh, what was Hardwick's Achilles heel, and I reckon the coaching group, in, in, that's why I am thank God they all got the turfed out the window, is that they try to be geniuses. Like, if you're not smart, don't pretend to be smart. So what they what I mean by that is um, they'll play a certain way for 23 games and then go decide in finals, you know what, we're going to change the game plan, um, the actual core parts of the game plan, and it would explode and blow up in our faces. Um this year going around, we'll play the same way we've played in the home and away. We'll play the same way in finals. I've got no doubt about that. Um, so the guys know where to go. They know what to run. They know who's with them. Um, and it should at least make us a lot more consistent. So hopefully we get a few wins. Yeah, it would be very nice. All right, we'll move on to the, the main reason why everyone wants you to come onto the show, and I'm glad that you have, to talk about trades. Um, really? I thought I thought it was because um, they've all – like I know a lot of people on the board say I sound like the Aussie version of Antonio Banderas, and they just wanted me on just, just to hear my voice. Just to hear your voice. Oh, it could be that too. Yeah. All right. I'm sure, all I'm sure there'll be a few comments about that, no doubt. Fantastic, fantastic. But look, I'm holding you up to after I give you what, after we finish the trade, um, you've promised me to drive me to groupies. So we've got, you've got to make sure you hold on to that. No worries. Oh, too easy. 
All right. So obviously you've been posting um, some good updates over the years, and yep. <laughs> obviously some people kind of get confused with the fact that people do actually have inside info. It's not always just people making up shit. So yeah, without giving away who your source is and and all that kind of stuff. Are you able to give any kind of insight as to what information you've received that's been proven correct just so it can be verified that, you know, you do have some good mail and it's not just complete made-up stuff? Yeah. Um, look, uh, the guys that um, – before I do that, I'll probably um, start why I started posting because um, if you check my posting history at the start, I never used to post anything about trades and uh, publicly on the forum. I used to do it all on in, in conversations. Um, uh, look, in 2011 when I officially um, – I read the big footy board for a lot longer before that, but um, 2011, there was some shit written on the boards. Like you would get everyone, um, every man and his dog was writing shit that they had inside scope and inside word and inside this, and it was full-on bullshit. Um, there were some truthful people on there, and they would absolutely get ripped down to shreds. But um, there were people there that were basically lying. I could tell they were lying. Um, so um, I decided to post. And what inspired me to post was um, – Rich um, RFC um, Tiger seventy four, and this is not have not got him. I actually like the bloke. Um, he's um, no good guy. Um, he was posting about um, the rumours when Dusty first was um, going to sign on or not sign on um, his first contract. Um, and this probably give you the um, veracity that um, of why I'm not bullshitting. I don't need a bullshit. Um, but anyway, um, all my credentials, um, uh, uh, inverted commas. Um, yes, anyway, it was going on, um, and he was just repeating what he's heard. Um, and I decided, well, stuff it. The reason why I know a fair bit is, and I'll make this clear, I used to travel in the circles that a lot of the um, club officials travel. Um, uh, not players. Um, I know a few players because I've got mates that have sons that play football, but they don't talk. They don't break their secrecy. I've got, I've got, I've got. Um, I had a cousin um, that was fortunate enough to to play for the Tigers, um, but again, he wouldn't say anything. Uh, but it was mainly this people that um, I know that are in the industry. That's probably the best way to say it. Um, and generally, outside clubs know what other clubs are doing. Um, that's why. And look, you can just check my posting. Um, I generally break a name before the media will run with it, um, and then the name will come out. Now, when I break a name, it doesn't mean I'm I'm saying yep, they're a lock. Um, like Shill was a perfect example. I broke Shill before, I think a month or two before anyone else did. Um, if you want to go back all the way up the post. Um, so I mentioned Shill and I ran with it because I truly believed it because I actually saw texts um, that I believe it was from Shill to a certain party that, yep, he's definitely coming. Um, and the reason for that is because they were telling clubs that were also interested in him, look, we're not interested, we're not interested. And one of the clubs that got told that got also told he's going to the Tigers. Um and then, unfortunately, we just fucked that completely up, um, it, which was an absolute nightmare. He could have been a tiger if we had to just did that a little bit smarter. But um, that's water under under the bridge, as they say. But yeah, there's that Hampson. I said Hampson before anyone else, um, before he was even on the bloody radar. Um, I said that West Coast. I've even forgotten his name. That West Coast kid um, on the last trade period. Um, Got what his name was yeah. now. I remember the post. Before, yeah, yeah. Before anyone else did, he, the media wasn't even running with it. Then they two weeks later started running with it. So, yeah. So really, just for the guys that are listening to this, um, the reason why I post, and this is the only reason, is I'm got, um, I don't need to get validation on a website, right? So I actually love a lot of guys on here, right? I've part of the community. I when I feel down, I want to have a bit of a smile. I'll get on, and someone's posted some shit that's funny. You know what I mean? Um. 
and it, and that feels a vo- that you know that's a good thing. Um, and I rate the mods like the mods that we've got now and prior, um, like Morrow and Equus. Heisenberg, um, they put a lot of their personal selves onto the actual website. And when I saw that, I thought, fuck it. Um, excuse the language. <laughs> Sorry. That's right. I apologize. That's all right. Yeah, I said, fuck it. I said, you know what? Um, I've got to – first of all, my main aim was to cut the bullshit about Dusty. So that's why, going back to my original point, I started posting stuff that no one else really knew. Um, and if you go back to the Dusty saga, that first ever thread, you'll notice you read my posts. Within a couple of days later, the media would start posting basically word for word what I had posted um, because I knew where my source was getting it from and it was 100% right. Um, with Dusty, the only one, I, I have a little bit of an arrogance on. Um, my source is really close to it all, um, really close to it all, um, and he would know. Um, he, he would know generally before most any other one else would know. Um, and that's the only hint I can give. So with Dusty in particular, I'm, I'm pretty well spot on. So with that said, everyone just take a fucking chill pill. That's just all this stuff about North, that broken ass club, um, about Essendon, about it's all bullshit. Um, what is true is we've offered a contract. I don't know exactly. Now this is also too, I'm a, I draw dots. I draw lines to dots and I'll, I'll write something. So like I'm thinking it's 1.2, six to seven years. Um, I haven't been told it's 1.2. I've been told it's over a million and I've been told it's um, we've increased our offer from originally four to five to five to six. Um, but hearing from other um, mates of mine, I think it is seven that we've now gone up to um, and we're holding the line at 1.1 or 1.2. We're not going to move. We just will not move. Um, the feedback I got from that as from three weeks ago is um, actually about five weeks ago. And then the media sort of jumped onto it. And everyone was saying he's signing the very next week. Um, actually, it was longer than that. It was about seven, eight weeks when I made a post and said, look, he'll sign uh, before the finals. And then it started coming out. Uh, other people, inverted commas, in the in the know on the media said, yeah, yeah, he'll sign before finals. Um, and then Caro confirmed it. It should be before finals after that as well. So uh, that hasn't changed. That timeline hasn't changed. I do know North came in with an offer um, when they were told no. Um, I haven't written that down. I thought I'll keep that for you guys um, that listen to this. I do know for a fact that they were told no, um, that not interested about two, three weeks ago. Um and they might have come back with a revised offer. Um, I've look. I don't know if that's true or not. I know that's just blown up the past three, four days. I've asked the guys that I trust. Um, a couple of them came back to me laughing, as Michael, don't waste our time. Um, but um, so I have st- extreme confidence that um, uh, Dusty will still be a tiger. Um, the only way North could get him or any club could get him is they pay him something stupid like one point seven. Um, they, he won't move for one point five. Um, 1.6, 1.7, because he's going to make more money at Richmond um, outside of his career. We've shown him that. Yeah, um, exactly. We win a bloody flag. The guy would never want for anything in his whole entire life. Um, now, a lot of people going on him about um, loyalty and why isn't he signed? He's, um, he should be signing. He hasn't signed. What an asshole. He's a mercenary. I just want to paint this clear if I can. Uh, and, Michaels, I'm conscious I don't want to take over your whole entire show. No, no, go for it. Um, just to defend Dusty a little bit, um, if anyone spoken to Dusty or met him in a BF night or after a game or – now, I'm not saying I'm you know, i best mates with Dusty at all. Not at all. I'm not even saying that. But um, I've got a good gauge of the guy. And one thing with him is he's loyal to a fault. Um, so when I say that, a lot of these people listening to this should be fucking smiling because he's loyal to a fault and he's loyal to a few things. He's loyal to his mates and he's a lot of mates at the Richmond Football Club. 
Um, but he's loyal to Carr, and Carr is a very smart man. Now, I don't like him. I think Carr's – I actually had the um, pleasure to meet the guy um, and had a bit of a – had a wine with him. Um, he's a toss bag. Um, but he's a very, very professional toss bag. Um, he's milking this for whatever it's worth. Um, Dusty's fully on board with it. Club understands why they're doing it, why Carr wants to do it this way. Um, it benefits um, Carr. It benefits Dusty because Dusty had a sign at the beginning of the year. Um, he would have been missed out another three, four hundred thousand um, dollars. We have revised our offer, including the cost of the Brownlow, I believe. Um, so that's why we're confident that the timeline for us will be after the round 23, I believe, um, that week before the Brownlow might be actually the week of the Brownlow. So, um, so, I don't know how they're going to so, maximise. Okay, so you reckon that okay, announcement around then? Because obviously Steve, yeah. Mark Stevens ran with his report yesterday about Dusty flying to New Zealand and this, that and the other. And I, I wrote back to him on Twitter saying, I'd put my house on that that trip was already planned well before yeah, was, any well, of this. Well, well advanced. Yeah, well advanced. Because he goes there on breaks and he's like, oh, yeah, but he's taking car with him this time. I was like, well, yeah, great. But that could be to, you know, to work out when he's going to put pen to paper for Richmond doesn't mean anything well, about right. North Melbourne. And he just made a, a massive story out of it. But realistically, that trip, I believe, yeah, was always planned. He was always going to New Zealand to visit his old man um, in a week off. Exactly. Exactly. And if, if, if um, Steve-O um, seriously thinks no one at the club has gone to see Shane or flown over there, if they, he seriously thinks that Neil hasn't met um, Shane and that Dan Richardson hasn't uh, met Shane a few t- um, Shane a few times. He's dreaming. Uh, he's got to he's got to do a bit more homework. Um, it's common. See um, what the uniqueness for us is. Um, uh, and some people that know about um, the past would understand what I'm saying now. Will resonate with them. Shane's a big part of Dusty. Um, Shane was involved with has been involved in a lot of Dusty's um, re-signings in the past. Um, has got involved. So now he's out of the country. It makes it hard for him. Yeah. Um, Makes it hard for him. So, um, so what the club's trying to do is just trying to um, is just trying to keep uh, him as inclusive as we possibly can. Um, so, um, yeah, there's nothing. Don't read anything into it. Steve is just an absolute idiot. Um, I don't rate that guy. Him and Barrett. I seriously think. I look. They get the information um, from less credible people that I hear from. Now, I know anyone listening to this podcast going, "Oh, Tiger Seventy One, you're up yourself." And I'm not. I just uh, people that know me and that have met me had a beer with me. I'm brutally honest. Um. Um. So. Um, that's the truth. Um, it is what it is. Um, oh, that's that's good news to yeah, hear. So about Dusty's good. And I, I, I'm well and truly with you on this one because, I, like I posted as well, I saw a text message that went to Troco Williams that said, you know, your boy staying at Richmond, and he replied saying, yep. And I thought, well, that's, that's good enough for me. So, <laughs> And the person who showed me that hasn't moved from his stance on, on that message either. So he's still pretty yeah. pretty confident with it all. Look, I'd be shocked if he did leave. Like, I'm when I say to you, um, I believe 100% in my heart of heart, he's he's um he's staying. Um, I think that's already been done. Um, I think the players were taking the piss too. Um, with you know all the dusty love because they knew he was he was staying at the club. I knew he was with us. Um, for, uh, the feeling I had that he was staying. It's about eight weeks ago, nine weeks ago. I think that's when I got told, yep, it's done, it's locked in. All right, so, um, so we really, we really just have to hope that North Melbourne don't come in with a, a really crazy offer of over 
I don't think he'll play for North, even if they did. Um, he absolutely can't stand um, travelling. Um, he hates it. Um, and with North, he'll have to travel more. Um, some things, some journos should be doing a bit of research on. He hates travelling. Um, he hates um, going. He hates Tasmania because of the weather. Um, he um, and he doesn't like North. Um, yeah, he, he has uh, been on record to say that. <laughs> Has he? Yeah, on one of those uh, yeah. um, good for footy shows or whatever it was. He, he actually has said that. And it just bites them on the ass because they, they're very lippy on the ground, that club, very lippy. And um, and Scott, I believe, at the start of his – when he was first coaching, I can't – I can't – no, I don't know if this is factually 100% right. This is just what someone had told me. Scott had said a few bad words about Dusty um, to someone that's got back and back to him. That's why when this all started, everyone's going to say, Kilda, he's a lock, Mick. Yeah, I'm sorry. He's a lock, Tiger 71. He's a lock. And I said, no, he's not going to Saints, 100%. What happened? Everyone's going, yeah, it's for months. Yeah, he's going to nah. – no. Because Saints, uh, with the um, Chop Six Gate, um, his last re-signing um, prior to that, um, they were saying, no, he's bad character. We don't want that type of character at the club. Um, and that they burnt their bridges. Because um, Dusty's old school. He has a lot of old school in him, which is probably from his dad. He's law to a fault, and he doesn't he doesn't forget what people say about him. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. No, that's uh, definitely good to hear. Well, um, Maybe a tiger. Well, there you go. You've heard it here first, everyone. Uh, well, uh, I'll throw another couple of names at you that you can probably yep. knock on the head pretty quickly. They've just been reported or linked to us in some way. Levi yep. Casbolt. Yeah, look, listen, I've heard about Levi. I know we looked at him. Um, that's all I can really say. I don't believe one of the journals went off that we've got an offer on the table. I don't think we have. Um, I think it's more if we can't get our main target, he might be a good plan B. Um, see, our issue is we've got key position death playing VFL, but they're not fucking good. Sorry, they're Elton... Nice kid, um, and I hope he's got a uni education, but he ain't a footballer. Um, I'm, I know that's harsh. People like him, and I like him too. Um, he just can't. I don't think he's going to make it. He just doesn't have the engine. He doesn't have a modern-day tour, what a modern-day tour needs. Um, you got Griffiths, who's always injured, though I think Griffiths could be a special talent if he had if he had some sustainability in his game. I don't think he has it. Um and he's one concussion away from retiring, and and I think everyone's aware of that. So I'm not saying no, we won't get Casbolt. He's going to cost us nothing. Um, he'll probably cost us three hundred and fifty, four hundred thousand a year. I nearly choked on my stake bone when I heard Robbo goes, "Oh, he's going to want six hundred fifty thousand to come to us." Um, we wouldn't be paying him that. We would just be paying him the chance to play finals. Yeah, and that's what he wants. And is, it, is um, Mason Cox in a similar kind of? But I mean, that one sounds very recent as of. Oh, I've heard nothing on Mason Cox. Okay, I've heard, right. I haven't asked the question. Normally, what happens is how. I get some of my mail and people that do get mail from people that in the industry probably do the same thing as I do. I don't normally, it's very rare. I'll go out and ask about a particular player um, because then you um, cross a line, I think from being a mate um, to, you know, someone just trying to get the news. Um, um, but I hear, cause I'm, um, I have a, uh, Indoor football, um, indoor – inside, you know, indoor soccer. Yeah. League, yep. And a few, a few of them are in. Um, and I also do a lot of barbecues. I make the best pepper steak on a barbecue, mate. It's actually fucking renowned. Anyway, in the over wine or thing I'll mention, you know, because they know I'm a, a Tiger Tragic, they'll come up with something for me and I'll get the odd text. Um, the only one I call favours in, um, I, I've probably got a two or three free tickets a year. Um, and the one I'm going to drop now, I've asked, is this true? And I got told, yes. Is it going to happen? We do not know. But can, do we think it's possible? And this is before Rodney Eade got sacked. Um, and I think um, I think I even might have mentioned to you two, three weeks ago um, about him. Um, Tom Lynch, 
that's um, the one that we've been looking at. I know it's been reported now in the paper, but Tom Lynch, yeah, for a while, far while back, we've um, sort of felt that um, we've asked inquiries. We believe it would be perfect fit for the club. Um, obviously, Shaki and, and Lynch um, were the two our main targets. Um, we look. I'm not saying he's coming across. I do know we're we're hunting, um, and we're seeing what can we do to get it done. This draft we've got is pretty weak. Um, I would not be surprised if we bundled our first pick and a player, um, and to try to get someone like a Tom Lynch across. Um, so I know Tom Lynch is the one that we're uh, being very quiet about. Um, that, um, but that's someone we're trying to see if we can pry out. Um, the club does recognise our windows open, um, or we're prying it open and very quickly. So um, we've gotten a lot of kids the last two years. We're going to be aiming for mature age. Um, I hate using that word. Sorry, not mature age, but um, consistent um, talent um, or talent that's young that we know that can um, that can hit the ground rain, running like a you know like Graham we saw on the weekend. In yeah. Body well, Tom Lynch would be um, an absolute massive signing if we were Wouldn't able he? to pull it off. Like, <laughs> that that, that changes the team dynamics completely. Um, and- can you imagine him and him and um, him and fucking Jack in the forward Jack. Um, at um, centre-half forward because then he could feed the smalls if they're running under his feet and Tom Leach in deep if we need to go for the long bomb. Oh, it'd be... Um, <laughs> kicking it to him. It'd be magical to watch. But I suppose See, the, the interesting piece of the puzzle is if we were to hypothetically offer a pick and a player, what kind of player would that look like? Because that obviously asks for something pretty decent, I dare say. It'd be a defender. And if it was going to be defender, my this is you now I haven't said no one said this to me, but it's the only way because you know like I'm like everyone else, I get excited and but how could you get it done? And I think if we packaged up our late first, uh, and we packaged up a player like Asprey, even though because you've got to get give good to get good, um, a player like Asprey who is not adverse to going to Queensland, <clears throat> who's proven now he can play all the season, as uh, a he's a very good defender. Um, that is something that will get it done. Because they're extremely lacking. Him and May in a tandem is exactly what they need. Asprey and May together. Um, so, and they don't really need uh, more forward. Well, they need anything. They need everything really. But that's what I would think would make them think about it. Um, so, was, look, I don't want to lose Asprey. Was Lynch disgruntled in any way, or is he just wanting a change of scenery? Or I think they made him captain at the start of the year to keep him. Um, I think they've. He's not. This is now. This is all rumor, right? So I'm not saying. This is all 100%. This is – I'm just talking, right? Um, uh, what I heard two years ago, um, and I shared it to a few on our board, was that he's not happy at the place. Um, and then funny enough, um, they ended up making him captain this year, and I thought that was odd. And they might have done it just to get him to to bond with the club, but I don't think he has. Um, there are real major problems, that, cultural problems at um, at the Gold Coast, um, major issues there. So um, – I think um, what people don't undersell about Richmond, like people say, why do you want to go to the Tigers? And they mention our, uh, our size and playing MCG. That's all really doesn't mean anything. What a lot of players love about our club, and I think Marich even put this on record, is outside players understand how close our group is together. Um, they're all mates. They love playing with each other, even though they haven't had great success. They have fun. They do this. We've got elite facilities, uh, but the main thing is they're all mates and, you know, and camaraderie. They all celebrate a goal when we do it. And 
Um, if you watch our games and then watch other games, um, see the difference, and you'll see it's stark. Um, one of our boys kicks a goal, you know, half the forward line will run to him. In other games, it's not the same. Some teams don't do it um, as exuberant as ours. So, and other players notice that. Um, so um, I reckon Tom Lynch has been, you know, I do know, um, I do know that we've been in talks. Um, so, um, and I heard on that um, in June, July. Before the evenings, we we were having chat. So I don't know how that's developed. I haven't asked, but here's someone just to keep a name out of. Jacob Hopper's another one that's been strongly spoken about. Um, that I've heard um, his name dropped a few times from different people, um, and that's what it is. I've got a few mates in the industry. Um, some of them um, know of each other, and they might, um, but they're not mates at all. So when they each start dropping dropping names that are the same names. Um, I, I, I give it a bit um, more uh, validation to it. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, so Jack and Hopper's heard. Um, I've heard a new few ones. I've heard just of late. Brisbane's going really, really, really hard on Rockcliffe, like really hard, um, uh, trying to get him to commit. Um, and he hasn't signed yet, has he? No. So... I knew I do know. Last year we went hammering tongue at him, um, uh, wind and dined. I do know we did that. So I wouldn't be surprised if we're looking at him and going, you know, if we if we feel that we need more midfield grunt um, because we've got a good starting four, but Cochin still needs more help. Like uh, Dusty's great, but he's a different types of inside mid. Like he's a contested ball winner, but he's more of a clearance mid. You know, get ball, get it, and kick it. Um, not get the ball fanned off to another, and we've robbed ourselves that um, without Miles. Um, so yeah, he's just someone to keep a think of a Rockliffe a little bit. See, um, he'd be a good addition as well because I mean he wouldn't then wouldn't have the same pressure he does up there of being kind of like one of the main men. He can kind of just you know fit in third or fourth in line and and run and run a mark. That's exactly right. Yeah, that's exactly right. So there's a few, there's a few, um, there's a few. Um, Cameron, we're not at, Jake Lever, we're not in the hunt. Um, we're not in the hunt for um, Josh Hackey. We know about. We're not in the hunt for. Um, I, yeah, what I did here, this is another club, but I know Bryce Gibbs is in Adelaide. He's going to Adelaide next year. Um, I heard that from a source that I fairly well trust. Um, that's what will probably happen. So how come yeah. you, oh, I suppose the, the club held back on trading, didn't they, the last time around? So it was wasn't really his issue. Okay, so he's still yeah. going to make the move. Yeah, no, but um, uh, they, uh, yeah, no, exactly. But I think he's definitely. I did do think he's definitely going. <clears throat> I know Ryan Shoemaker's is show makers copped a little bit of interest. Now the other one, um, Pittard. That's the other one I've got here on my notes. Okay, from Port Adelaide. Yeah, just. Just we we're, we're very conscious of Hawley's age, um, and we've got a couple of halfback flankers that we're really grooming. Um, Markov was one that a lot of people say, "Oh, he'd be perfect for." But Markov, we're really looking at as a halfback uh, defensive winger, if that makes any sense. You know, start on the wing, float to the halfback line, and then run through. Um, sort of the role that Camden's sort of doing for us now out of necessity because Markov hasn't got the body yet um, to be able to be that big ball. That, uh, you know what, what I mean by a ball, but someone that can run um, but have a big enough body to push off um, if he needs to so he can, he can get motor along. Um, so Jasper Pittard might be the one that we we might look at and say, you know what, just plonk him in. The reason why is if people recall um, – 
his name came up a few times very early in the year. And generally, um, when I knew about Prestia, um, it was about May when I started telling people that I that, that I know on the boards, he's ours. Don't, don't even stress about his ours. I know the proof of it. Um, he's done. And then it went cold for a long time, and then it started heating up towards about now. Oh, well, then it started heading towards the middle to later part of the year. Um, same things happened with Jasper. I haven't heard that he's ours, but I've heard that we've been interested in it. We've seriously looked at it. Um, so, yeah, here's another one. Um, don't keep an eye out that we, we probably will look at. Um, Anthony Miles won't be with us, I don't think. Um, I think he will be um, at another club. Um, I actually don't think it's Sydney, um, from what I heard. I heard um, Gold Coast. Uh, would love him, um, and they've already made approaches to him as well. Um, I feel real sorry for Ben Lennon, but I know this is going to, not many people are going to like this on our boards. They're all going, he's gone, but I do know the club's trying heaven and heaven and earth to convince him he just hasn't had a spot open for him yet. Oh. They believe he can be a player. You reckon, though? I mean, with some of the outs yeah. we've had, it, it kind of felt like it was a real opportune time for him, and he was in some more right form, too, in the VFL. I agree with you, mate. I do, but um, we've just we, – this is all I've heard. Um, I've just heard he's an elite kick. He's a bigger body now. He's starting to develop that nice body size. He's a great mark. I don't think we've walked away thinking from the example maybe put him in the back line. Like, he'll be a good – he could be – if Loston goes down – that type of replacement, someone that can lead up to the ball and mark and then kick to release. You don't need huge pace for that. Um, um, that's what I've just heard. But I do know what I do know I'm 100% convinced on that we're not convinced just to let him go. Um, uh, we, we will trade him if the good offer came, obviously, but um, he's not written off. There's not a line across his name. Yeah, which um, I, I don't mind that because I think he still has a lot to offer as well and I'd love to see him get an extended run at playing seniors provided the circumstances were right because I, yeah, I think he has quite a bit to offer. Yeah. Um, now, this is another odd name that I heard. I heard a few times. Lucas Webb. Um, here's another one. He's another one. Is that, the bull, um, is that the Bulldog Defender? Yeah, yeah, Bulldog Defender. He's another one that we've had a bit of a chat with. Um, I don't know if that's confirmed. That's very early on. Um, but Lucas Webb, we've, we've had a bit of a look at. Um, uh, yeah, so just just keep that name under your hat. But, yeah, Lucas Webb. Okay. Well, there's some, uh, some very interesting news there. So um, we'll definitely have to get you back on a bit closer to trade period time just to yeah, see. That's when it, yeah, that's when it heats up because what, what I generally do – I've got a mate of mine. I'm not going to mention it, right? Because if I do, then I'm going to people are going to start to know uh, that they know this place will know who I am, right? I've got a mate of mine. Well, he's, he's, he's my brother-in-law that owns a very famous um, eatery um, that a lot of the a lot of the um, and, and they, they and yeah, that's all I'm going to say. But anyway, a lot of people con- congregate there, um, and um, that's generally about trade time is when I f- open up a free feed and. I ask him, you know, to come down for a meal or blah blah blah. I do it every, I do it all the time, um, and um, we have um, a bit of a chat. And it's not all, but you know, it's probably drafting stuff's about five percent of what I'd be speak about. But I always endeavour to try to lean it towards conversation of that, and then I get some nuggets of gold um, from it. So. Um, yeah, I'll definitely keep you posted. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, as I said, even if it's a week or two weeks out from the no, actual trade yeah. period, we'll, uh, we'll definitely catch up again. But really appreciate was- you coming on and, and yeah, sharing the it. info. And I just hope that the the posters can appreciate and respect 
the fact that you've shared the information and it's coming from a good place. It's not just, you know, someone trying to be that attention-seeking person on Facebook that yeah. you see and all that kind of stuff. So I've been on the board too long now to be an intention-seeker, if you get what I mean. Like, yeah. I don't post what I know on other boards. Um, I don't... Um, I, yeah, look, look, the guys would know, I'm sure, but I, and I, to be honest, I just want to put it on the record, I didn't come on this um, for that. Like, I know the people I care, their opinions I care about, um, don't give me any dramas. Um, so, yeah, I post what I hear because I refuse. I've had a lot of my friends say to me, Michael, don't um, uh, protect yourself, protect yourself, protect yourself, and don't open yourself to this. But I nearly did that a couple of times. Um, but I thought, fuck it, you know, the, the old punter that just wants to know a bit of goss, um, at least I know when I'm giving that goss, it's genuine goss. It's not just bullshit. Pay the pull that out of my ass. Um, and I've got, you know, 45 posts to my name and I'm just posting something just to get a reaction. Um, and all the posts I do are the same type of shit, you know. Oh, yeah, Dusty's leaving. Or, oh, yeah, Trek Conscience is a is a homosexual and he's getting married to some bloke in uh, in L.A. and he's leaving football. Um, one thing I will say just to keep everyone <laughs> honest, I spanner in the works. But Alex Rant, I will not be surprised. I'm not saying this is going to happen, but I would not be surprised if he doesn't sign his next contract. I would not be surprised if he left the game after his next his contract's gone. Well, yeah, well, I mean, that was pretty strong, I guess, from a media perspective when he signed his last one, that there was a lot of talk yeah. that he may have walked away. So if that's yeah. the case, we, we better find some success real quick because it's going to be hard without him. Or he might go um, year by year, but a few friends I trusted while that Alex Rance thing was going on, I said, look, I've got a feeling with him. I said, to be honest, this is 50-50. Everyone I'm hearing is he could be going, he could be going, he could be going. Um, so um, what held him to the club is his mates. That's the thing with people relax on Dusty. They're, there's friendships there that are like brotherhood. Um and I'm not, I'm not over exaggerating it either. They they live together, they socialise together, they they do everything together. So um, just um, just be mindful of that. So um, and can I last thing toast Caddy? How good has he been? Like people have been Caddy and Pressure. Can I just talk about those two before we finish? Yeah, okay. Um, people have been knocking Pressure for one um, because he's. Um, is you know hasn't look. I'll be honest. He hasn't played like a P6, pick six level. Um, but the kid's an absolute jet, and we're starting to see what he can do for us on the inside by opening up the play with his hands. Now he's kicking his shit house, but the thing is, I really believe that's because of his confidence in his knee um, and of a lack of a preseason. Um, he's hardly he hasn't had a preseason. Um, he's I think he had one training session a week for five months. Uh, well, for the first quarter and a bit of this year. Then he's graduated to two training sessions um, and he's starting to get now match fit um, and we're seeing him. He can run all day, but he can't maintain his accuracy with his kicking um, now, but his hands are elite um, and his second efforts are elite. And I reckon next year he's just going to go no well. Um, you even look at the numbers of the distance he's covering per game. They're, they're always in the like 15, 16, 17 kilometres. So his work rate's exceptional. And I agree yeah. that you can the last month and a bit, you can really see the improvement in his game, um, which, like you said, comes down to getting that match fitness and confidence back. And the reason for that is his high numbers too is because he's running to spots he's thinking his teammates will be leading to and they're not or you know leading to space into and he's and they're not there. Um, so he's working harder than he needs to. Um, as he starts to learn the game plan, which he is now, you could see he's now getting more instinctively 
understanding of how his teammates play. So give him another, uh, you know, another preseason actually playing with these same blokes for two now. Um, he's not going to be working so hard. He'll still cover a heck of a lot of distance, but he'll be covering that distance in the right areas. And then watch him start to develop into a weapon. Um, because, yeah, no, I, I rate the kid highly, absolutely rate him highly. Um, and Caddy, he's been not playing his position. Um, thank God. Let's hope Townsend. Now, I love Townsend. I got ridiculed that I said this kid is a natural forward. If you read my post when we first got him, I said this kid's a natural um, defensive forward. We've got him as mid, but I believe he's a natural defensive forward, and he will kick 21 goals, twenty over 20 goals with us. <coughs> Unfortunately, his first couple of seasons have gone to shit. But um, he showed he hopefully can keep that role going because that's what we need. Because Caddy needs to be played in the midfield. He just needs to be that injection player every fifteen minutes. Get him on. Get him to smash into blokes. Get him to go the ball forward. Get him off. Then just do that, um, and you will see his worth. So um, yeah, I actually sorry, I, just- uh, I actually mentioned those two in the weekly podcast that I just posted before that I did. I posted the question: Can they both play in the same team? And I, I believe they can as well because oh, yes, most Town, Townsend, like you said, his defensive pressure up forward is pretty good, and it, it might not be lightning quick like Bolton, Rioli, and all that, but he's um, he makes a physical presence, so he kind of compensates for it that way. And he shut Michael Johnson out really well. Um, he, hard, he also- hardly got near it. You beat Michaels. You know what he did? That was that you can't teach. That only natural forwards have. He created his own space. He, I think it was about three marks. He got behind Rewalt, where he led Michael Johnson out, then darted in behind the contest and took the mark. That you can't train that. Now I'm not saying um, Townsend's going to be our absolute 100% gun player, um, but he. I reckon he could be starting 22, um, and he could stay in there. Um, and I can. Be, I reckon he can be that dangerous forward that um, he'll be a consistent player. That's all I want from him. Just one or two goals every second game by creating a lot of pressure. That'd be perfect. And the fact that if, he's, if his opponent gets it, he tackles and hurts him. Like, they know that he's there. So That's right. It's, it's, I think I would love to see him play a lot more in the starting 22. And I, you know, I think so. I think Caddy will slot back into the midfield and play the role he was designed to play by coming across to us. Me too. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> All right. All right, well, thank you for coming on. Uh, Tiger 71, Anytime. absolute pleasure. Uh, I'm sure the masses will be very happy to hear a lot of this news. And um, like I'm I said... I'm be interested in the feedback. <laughs> yes, yes. And uh, like I said, we'll get you back on a bit closer to trade time and Who see what he? else has developed. And um, once again, thank you very much for coming on. No problem, brother. Thanks, mate.